look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're on 770 CHQR and More Than Money. You're here with Dave and Faisal. Um, we've uh, we've long uh, since chatted with uh, Fred Batiste over the years. He's the chief actuary at Morneau Chappelle. Um, and when we last chatted with him, Faisal, he was in the, I, I believe, just in the final stages of his um, finishing off his last book. And we're fortunate to have him here today to uh, to go through that. And I love the title of this book. This ought to get people's attention. Retirement Income for Life. Well, if that's not good enough... <laughs> Getting more without saving more. What? That sounds like the magic pill to me. Fred, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. Hi there. <laughs> All right, yeah. man. We gotta, I want to know what this pixie dust is. Let's, yeah. uh, let's start there. I love the title of the book. It's, it's going to get everybody's attention. But maybe just uh, give us a bit of a framework for the book and, um, and what you're trying to address. Well, actually, in the first uh, in, in the first uh, iteration of the title, I, I started off with, with the decumulation playbook. Uh, I did a little focus group of friends, and no, nobody, no one knew what decumulation <laughs> meant, so that didn't work very well. So we just kept on playing with it until we came up with this title. Um, so what happened was, I attended a, a conference a couple of years ago where a couple of my colleagues were actually addressing actuaries and talking about uh, uh, the process of drawing down your your savings in retirement. And that's when I first realized it was by far, by no means uh, straightforward as to how one does it. Now, there's right. better ways of doing it and worse ways of doing it. And so I kind of saw there was an inkling of a book even at that point in time. I got our people to do a bunch of Monte Carlo simulations of different investment results. And then I used that as the basis for uh, for writing a book. And um, and just to, uh, you know, t- t- tie it all up, um, at the same time, the statistics show that about 1,100 Canadians are reaching age 65 every day, um, and most of them are relying on uh, on their retirement savings for their security. So it's pretty important that they uh, uh, find the most efficient strategy for, for actually drawing down their, their monies. Okay. Uh, words like decumulation and Monte Carlo simulations, that's kind of sexy talk for geeks like us, but they don't make a lot of sense to the regular people. Yeah, so let, yeah. maybe let's just talk about this. So uh, we've got a bunch of savings. Um, you know, you've worked your whole life, you've got some savings, and now it's time to tap the savings. And really what you were doing is you were problem solving um, around some of the most efficient ways in order to to use those savings to support the lifestyle that you want. Um, start uh, maybe start at a high level and just kind of drill down. Yeah. And, okay. So that. so that's it. So in the book, I uh, I have a couple who are 65. They're my sample couple, Carl and Hannah, and uh, so they do everything you know by the book. They do everything the conventional way. They use the four percent rule uh, to uh, for for drawdown purposes. They uh, they put their money in mutual funds, which where the fees aren't too high, but they're not too low either. Um, they start the CPP immediately. Everyone knows interest rates are low, so they don't buy an annuity. And then they go off from there. And then um, I assume that uh, they end up having um, one of the uh, the less favorable uh, investment scenarios over the next uh, over the course of the next 20, 30 years. So mm-hmm. I assume that their investment results are not good for the long term, for a long time to come. Um, and uh, on the, as a result of that, uh, we found that uh, they actually run out of money by age 80, even though they supposedly did everything right. right. Um, so, so that was the uh, that was the first iteration. And then um, I came up with five strategies in order to improve their result. So even though their investment results were no better uh, under the revised strategy, uh, the five uh, enhancements I call them, uh, even though the results were no better. 
um, for investments, uh, they still um, they, they managed to go from running out of money at age 80 to having enough money to go well beyond age 100. Um, and uh, and they actually had more money in their early years as well uh, to uh, to, uh, to make it even sweeter. Well, so I found it was actually possible to, to make things better. Okay, you, that's the magic dust. Let's go. Let's, let's start with number one. Okay, well, number one, um, I don't know if you guys are like, going to like this very much, but number one is well, watching watching fees. We're now yep. in a, a low interest rate environment, and uh, um, we actuaries think that you know, the best guess for a 50-50 investment mix going forward is uh, um, a return of around 5.5%, give or take. Yep. Um, so with a 5.5% return, it's, you're not really going to be able to afford to, to pay out an, an awful lot in fees in future. And uh, as you know, there's a lot of pressure to reduce fees. You bet. Um, so in the book I talk about that. I, I I do point out that it takes a lot of sophistication to to uh, to go on to say a, a bank a bank's website and and try using uh, uh, ETFs for example and setting up your own uh, account. If you can do it, great. But uh, many people won't be able to do it. But regardless, that would be the first thing. You bet. And I found that you know going from uh, uh, middle level fees to low fees that you were able that they were able to actually add a, a couple of years worth of income onto their uh, you know, in, in their in their strategy. So that was one thing. Then the the next one was the biggest thing probably amongst the five enhancements, but it was also the most controversial. And that was uh, something I think we've talked about mm-hmm. in the past. That was starting uh, your Canada Pension Plan benefit at age seventy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody likes this. It doesn't matter how many times I explain it to people; <laughs> they still don't like it. Um, uh, even though I point out in this case that it uh, it, it goes a long way to making their results better. Uh, bottom line, what it does uh, when you when you do this, because the government's paying you much more much more CPP pension if you start late, uh, what you're essentially doing is you're transferring the investment risk and the longevity risk back to the government, um, and uh, who, are, who are much better equipped at uh, at handling it. And uh, and you're doing it at pretty low cost as well, because I mean they are giving you an 8.4 percent per year increase to start your pension late. Right. Um, and so I found that actually made a made a really big difference. But as I said, people just don't like it. Uh, all kinds of reasons. Yeah, yeah, we hear the same thing. Okay, fair enough. Number three. Number three was um, and once again something I've talked about in the past, but this time I I, I built it into my my model, and that was I, uh, I I tried to figure out how much of an annuity people should buy it at the point of retirement, say at age sixty five. Um, it should, should, certainly shouldn't be 100% of their monies. Shouldn't even be 50%. But it looked like 25, 30% seemed to be the sweet spot. It was better than nothing and better than 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that did was it took away the, the worst uh, case scenarios. Like if you look at the whole range of um, how investments can do in the future, from anywhere from great to terrible, and let's face it, no one really knows. Mm-hmm. Um, it took away the the very worst uh, worst case scenarios. Now, obviously, it also means that it uh, kind of softened the results at the very top as well. So it it, it did reduce your upside uh, potential a little bit, but that's not anything that anyone was really counting on in any event. You know, getting a, a result that would be, say, one of the the very best results that was possible. Everyone's kind of looking for for getting results in the middle somewhere. Well, can, did, I, can so, I just jump in there though, yeah. Fred? Why? Why ha- people are against annuities for whatever reason? Interest rates, losing your capital if you die too soon, whatever the reasons may be. Why? Why do you think that putting in that annuity actually cushions or provides that that enhancement of income in retirement? 
because my my modeling was based on um, well, it's based on the idea of hope for the best, but expect the worst, and uh, and you want to be able to handle the worst case scenario if it happens. So uh, unless unless you can guarantee your clients that they're going to get a return of five or six percent a year, um, you know you have to uh, uh, build a portfolio, including annuities that uh, that kind of uh, that will that will. Uh, 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 that will still keep you in a in a solid position even even if the worst does happen. Yeah. So uh, I, so in my in my scenarios, I talked about Monte Carlo simulation. Just to keep it very simple, I'm looking at a scenario that would be worse than 95% of all possible future investment scenarios. And you might say, well, that's not going to happen. Well, actually, much worse than that already happened back in 2008, 2009. So we know it can happen. Well, and Faisal, just on that note, the black swan event, that's what we call it, right? When you get those really, those outliers, either on the low, you know, the downside or the upside, those black swan events are things that people need to think about, right? That's that peace of mind that you have to decide whether or not you're prepared to, to protect, to, to yourself, protect yourself against, yeah. right? And I think because it's been so long, some people have forgotten right. what those black swan events, right. and they do happen. <laughs> they do happen. We've seen it many times in our investment yep. career, in our life. Yep. Um, but people forget that it, and maybe think it's not going to happen to them. Right. Yeah. So uh, if, if, I, if, I, if I was to give two, and I know we're just in the middle of our my enhancements, but if I was to give two basic messages to people, um, I, I'll actually t- tell you the second one later. But the first basic message I would give, and, I, and which would be like one of the central themes of the book is, is yeah, I hope for the best. Yeah. But but uh, have, a, have a strategy that's going to tide you over if the worst does happen. Yeah. And that's... Uh, and that's what I've done. But you don't want to give up. We don't want to give up all your upside risk. And by no means am I doing that. I think that's, that's there's true. There's lots of upside risk. Uh, upside potential is what I meant to say. That's good, Fred. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. I think we're going to have to call it there. But I, um, you know, I think we've piqued enough people's interest that if they want to get a copy of your book, um, how can they do that? They can go on to uh, either chaptersindigo.ca or amazon.ca and and order it. It's actually going to be uh, available as of March second. That's going to be in a week's time. Um, and uh, they can get it that way. Fantastic. Uh, and the, just to rem- remind everybody, it's called Retirement Income for Life, Getting More Without Saving More. That should get your attention. Fred, I want to thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. But joined by Fred Vitis. He's the Chief Actuary at Morneau Chappelle, and he's also the author of his latest book, Retirement Income for Life, Getting More Without Saving More. All right, so Faisal, we're going to be talking about that very thing about taking income in retirement and uh, you know how to make sure it lasts for your life at our upcoming seminar. That's on Tuesday, March 20th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seats. We had a packed audience we did. last time Lots of great on questions. February, so now we're going to probably pack it again. So book your seats in advance, uh, giving us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website at morethanmoneyradio.com. Don't forget that you can access any of the segments that uh, that we do, either today or past shows, at morethanmoneyradio.com in our archive, or you can have them directly delivered to you by, um, by searching up for More Than Money CHQR on iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of More Than Money on 770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. 
David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmeli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.